Hey guys, it's Varro. Just before we uh, start this podcast episode, I kind of want to explain what happened and why it starts off with us saying we're back. Because um, originally we wanted to do a two-part episode for this podcast since we haven't recorded in a while. We The first part was going to be us talking about Chivas' last three league games against Pachuca, Monterrey, and most recently against Querétaro. And then we were going to jump into a conversation with Ivan from the Eagle Eye podcast and preview and talk about the Clásico. But that conversation ran a lot longer than we thought it was going to be, so we just decided to cut out the first part and release our conversation with Ivan as the episode of the week. Uh, when we Next week, when me and Flo come back from the Clásico in Guadalajara, we're going to recap our in-game experience, uh, anything fun that happened on the trip and uh luis rigo will join us we'll talk about the classico how it looked on tv stuff like that and uh yeah we just hope you enjoy the conversation that we had with ivan from the eagle eye podcast and we're back and uh ivan has joined us on the call from the eagle eye podcast ivan what's up hey what's up everyone thank you for having me nah man thank you for coming on it's always a pleasure. Sure, it's man. always fun. Always, we always look forward to uh, to when the classical comes. You know, being able to uh, collaborate with you guys. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's a good week for the for two podcasts to interact, talk crap to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Thanks. part of the uh, of the league. Liga MX English, just talking crap. <laughs> it's been, you know, well, you know, you know how Twitter goes. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like spicy uh, Liga MX ENG. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw I saw Ivan like trying to cool people down. I was like, nah, man, let it be. <laughs> let people let people fight. I was trying to like you know like come on guys, we're all we're all family here. But then I'm like, guy, you know what? You get, go at each other's throats if you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, nah, nah. I want to see smoke. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start off this week with uh, a FIFA Clásico. Um, Flo has disappointed us two uh, two online Clásicos in a row, and he has been sent <laughs> to the bench. <laughs> yeah, he got benched. He got replaced. Is that now, why he's not uh, on? Is it is his punishment <laughs> not to be on here today? Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's what we told him. Like you, you, you have nothing to do with this week, man. On the podcast, no. Don't even bring up. The eagle eye, nothing. We don't want that bad, <laughs> the bad vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty excited. Yeah, obviously, this is kind of uh, whenever we first did it, kind of was a big deal. Well, people tuned in, um, and people people really enjoyed it last time. So I'm looking forward to this one. We got this time two legs, so it's interesting and a new opponent for me. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's exciting. And and I don't know, I don't know if you're still on, but we were teammates for like one day. On a pro club, you were, yes, you, were, we were. you were, you were drunk. I, don't know. <laughs> I think we lost every game that night. I, Bro, I can either, I can either confirm nor deny that statement, <laughs> but we did have a terrible night that day, and nothing was going in, dude. I think we hit Bro, like nothing. most. Of I think we kept losing like four zero every game. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. We were literally the Veracruz of of, of pro clubs that night. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad night. <laughs> Let's hope, let's hope our match is better. I'm 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 sure it will. I'm sure it will. Let's hope let's hope both games don't end zero zero and go to penalties. Oh my god. Um, so first the first leg is gonna be people will be listening to this on Monday. So tonight Monday at what ten Eastern Standard Time seven Pacific. Yep, that's the time. And I think and when, uh, the second I leg. Mean, the second leg is Thursday, right? Is that what we agreed on? Thursday same yeah. time. Yep, there's yeah. the same time. All right, cool, cool. And uh, follow follow Ivan at the Eagle Eye because he's going to be switching, streaming it so that you guys can uh, so that you guys can tune in and and we'll be in a party together and just discussing, especially for the second game, discussing the game, the Copa MX game and stuff like that. We'll be chatting. You guys yeah, can ask questions in the chat and stuff like that. We'll be. Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching from uh, Guadalajara somewhere. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'll be the drunk one this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Marlo's gonna be calling me trash. I know it. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. 
my my fingers are ready. <laughs> I, I gotta avenge. I gotta avenge Flo, man. I gotta do this for Flo. Bring wow. some honor back to the. But Flo never, Flo never got embarrassed, did he? It was always close games, right? Yeah, they were. They, it, it was like nah. one goal, like one goal. Nah, games. I'm pretty sure it was more than one goal. Oh <laughs> uh, damn! Losing just burying, burying Flo. <laughs> I'm a, don't worry. I'm gonna bring honor back. I'm gonna bring the honor back. <laughs> All right, let's get into the real, the real classico this week. We have. Not one, but two Clásicos. We're going to have the Copa Mekis Clásico on Wednesday at El Azteca. And then Saturday night, another Clásico, but this one will be at Akron, Akron Stadium. And it will be the league. And you guys will you, be there. Well, me and Flo will, will be there. Hopefully. In, uh, yo, I was dying at that, that tweet you sent me, Luis. The, oh. The, <laughs> Ivan, did you... Did you see the the fan that ran ran onto the pitch to punch a Aston Villa player in the face? Yes, <laughs> I saw. Right. I saw. Yeah. I saw what, what he tweeted out. Oh, you <laughs> saw it? Yeah. <laughs> so Luis tweeted that video to me and said, "This is gonna be a uh, Varo when uh, Cardoso subs Madrigal onto the pitch." And I was like, "Hey, <laughs> might be right. <laughs> I might have to jump to catch him too because he's tall. <laughs> tall for no beer. reason. Put enough beers in the system." <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, crackhead strength, because you got to jump to the pitch. You know, that's a pretty high, uh, high wall we got. My ankles might might shatter, but if I'm drunk guys, enough, I won't feel it. <laughs> do you guys got tickets for the game yet or not yet? Nah, they haven't gone on sale yet. Oh, okay. they go on sale. I think either Monday or Tuesday. Ivan, you but, had no plans of going to a classical. No plans of going to Guadalajara, no, or just Azteca. But we do have plans to go um, to a classical either this upcoming year or by latest next year. So we're, we, you know, we we've had hopes of going. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to do that soon. Yeah, I think uh, me too. Like I went to the Chivas Toronto game, but I would definitely want to go to a classical. I had so much fun, man. So I definitely want to go to another big game. Yeah, this is gonna be my first time down there for a Chivas game, so I'm pretty excited. And it's a classical. I mean, gonna come, I'm gonna come back really happy or really sad, like really mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was still an experience, you know. Like a lot of people would kill to have that experience here, and that that you know maybe don't have the opportunity to go and for whatever reason. But you know, that's cool that you guys are gonna be able to get get to be down there. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely. Are they gonna allow you back in this country? Uh, I hope uh, so. I don't know. <laughs> we gotta shut you down in four days. I don't know. A lot can happen in four days in America now, right? They'll be like, "Sir, you cannot bring all these goats back into the country." <laughs> um, I already did all the research. How much tequila I can bring back and all that. So, fine there. <laughs> That's the first thing Mexicans research. To be honest, <laughs> like how much tequila yeah. can bring back after a liter. There's a tax you have to pay, but. I'm more than willing to pay that tax. <laughs> it's just so much cheap there. Man. It's so, so much cheaper there. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk Chivas in America form. Ivan, uh, we talked a little bit about it before we started recording. But um, America has been like up and down just like I think Chivas has, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at these two teams uh, at the beginning of the season, they kind of were kind of you know, neck and neck in, in regards to form, uh, you know, both started off pretty good. Of course, you know, America was hinged with some of the, you know, uh, injuries and in, in, in everything going on. So, uh, you know, the transfers and everything. So, but but they were still winning, you know, so they, they still were accumulating points. Um, and, and you saw Chivas doing the same, you know, they started looking like a better, much better team, you know, you started winning. So, so I think, you know, recently both teams, I think, hit a dip in form. Uh, about the same time, so you, you see this America side who, you know, in 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 the past couple of games have really struggled, you know, against teams that you wouldn't really imagine them to do so. I mean, just to take you back, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, America draws two two against Morelia, you know, a Morelia that wasn't doing so good, and then lose against Necaxa uh, at home, the game that we were pending, and then you know to barely scratch. Uh, a goal in, in, a, in a victory against Puebla, a 10-man Puebla at home. 
um, it, it really is a call for concern. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of things that uh, th- that are going wrong within within the team, but it, it also relies on on Piojo to figure those things out. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very fluctuating America side right now, but uh, hopefully they can pick up form right on time for these Clásicos. You know, is it um is it a thing like uh, those those matches that you say those those results that weren't in your favor? Is it a thing of uh you guys are getting outplayed or unlucky? Sometimes you can be the better team and hey the, the team just scores a goal and like oh man they got it they got lucky today. Yeah, um, uh, I I'd, I'd want to say yeah, but I'd I'd be lying to myself and to everyone else listening. Um, it uh, it really has been that we, we've uh, we've we've been outplayed at times. Um, the tactics have been completely wrong throughout the game. Uh, you've seen these other teams kind of figure out America within the first couple minutes, and and America has just been able to cope or deal with with, with all of this, and so. It uh it really has been just America not looking like the America from you know last season where you know they ended up being the champions you know I think at this point this team is about maybe a quarter of that team and and that's that's a lot you know with with all these great players you know granted we we lost a couple of starters but um you know the, the people that came in to to substitute them you know they're, they're just as talented so it's uh it, it's quite worrying so. Um, what what plays did you guys lose uh, over the offseason? I know Linus is the big one of the big ones, but you guys lost two more, right? A couple. Yeah, yeah. So we so obviously Linus was the biggest one, um, and and I think still was the biggest hit to this side. I haven't been able to to replace kind of his energy and and kind of his creativity going forward. And then you you have players like Cecilia Dominguez who who we lost to also, who oh, yeah, kind of all, already wasn't you know. In, in getting informed with America, then you lose uh, Insal Rulde, who you know everyone laughed about because he never really got game time. But you know the minutes he started getting game time, he started showing and producing. Uh, but then he got uh, you know uh, sent over there to Argentina, and then um, you know we also lost uh, Joe Corona to due to his loan being over. Um, and I think that one was kind of hurt us too. Um, you know. N- not to say that Joe was a first starter, but he was a he was a very good player that could come in at any moment and was a very good player that added depth to our bench. Um, and and you know we, we we lost him, so you know these players that you know had a pretty big impact. And then of course all these injuries, yeah, you know that that kind of started the season pretty tough for us. But uh, you know America just hasn't been able to. To, to be themselves because of all these things but you know I, I'm, I'm not saying that this this is an excuse because of course you know you guys should you guys would understand this you know as, as being one of the biggest clubs in Mexico uh, you kind of don't get room for for uh, for excuses no nah, not at all I think the Diego Linus I mean I'm not a America fan but I'm sure that definitely hurt and I think people people when he was first getting playing time people were saying oh don't hype him up and this and that but he proved he proved not only with with um America, but with in the few minutes or a few games that he played for the national team, that he was just a different kind of player. That he wanted it more than it just seemed that he wanted it more than other players. He plays with yeah. that type of passion. Yeah, I mean the kid. Obviously, we all know it. You know he's special, and and he's kind of has this charisma going forward. And you know you see it now too. Whenever he gets game time at Betis, he just isn't afraid to go and take the ball forward and, and take on a player. You know so. Yeah, we haven't been able to match something like that in America, and I think that's uh, that's one of the main reasons as to why we struggled so much. Uh, let's hope that struggle continues, at least one more game or two more games. <laughs> <laughs> but from my understanding, you guys are struggling as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. Unfortunately, uh, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about we haven't Yoho, recorded like, like three weeks because of it. <laughs> yeah, that and scheduling issues. <laughs> <laughs> we prom- we promise guys it really has been scheduling issues. We we've tried we've tried to set up a time and, and a day and before we know it, like we're busy and the week is over. But you know, uh, as far as like uh, your lineups for Copa MX and, and do you expect it to be two starting lineups like in both games, like uh the best players in both games? Uh yes, I, I believe so. Even with kind of you know, with both teams having to have one hand tied behind their back because of this whole uh, 180 rule that you have to com- comply with for for like I think they got two two under 20 or under 21 players need to play uh, a full 90 minutes so that's 180 minutes for the game so oh, they I, that? I didn't know that yeah oh, okay. so I mean uh, we'll we'll most likely fill the best starting 11 that we can and kind of just filter to you know 
two youngsters, so I, I'm pretty sure it's either going to be, uh, it's going to probably be Carlos Vargas and Clemente. So um, so that's going to be, you know, those two, the two youngsters. And then from there on, I think Piojo's going to try to, you know, line up his best starting 11 on Wednesday and then kind of mirror that on uh, on Saturday. Did, I'm, did I'm, you guys um, rest anybody on, on um, Saturday? Looking no, forward to no, no, these no. games? Okay. No, they 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 went all out and still were struggling with the Puebla side. So. Yeah, I don't think Chivas necessarily rested anybody on on Saturday night either. I know Carlos Cisneros didn't make the lineup, but um, that's because he picked up like a knock during training, and he was or, he, he or didn't even make the bench. Or because he's been bad. That too, <laughs> but. And then uh, Iguera basically yeah, shitting the, on him on Twitter. The way Iguera tweeted, I don't think it had to do with the injury. <laughs> no. So, um, I don't, Ivan, I don't know if you keep up with uh, Jose Luis Iguera's tweets and stuff. The Chivas general manager. Yeah, but, he's always on there. Yeah, he was basically searching tweets demanding that Cisneros be benched. And, uh, and replying and, to them. Yeah, and replying to them like, oh, you got your wish. Let's see what happens. Like, bro, what? Is he, is he in charge of his own social media? Or... Uh, yeah, obviously. I don't know, man. I was waiting for that. I got hacked tweet. Like, <laughs> We call him uh, Chava Reyes. That's like some Club de Cuervo shit that would happen. Yeah, man. I was like, wow. Okay. And, um... I respect it. <laughs> For uh, like what, in your opinion, what kind of job has Piojo been doing this season so far? Because we are not happy with our coach situation right now. You know what? I, I, it's it's funny enough that you that you mentioned that. I, I thought you guys were happy at least at the beginning of the season with with what Cardoso was doing. Nah, I wanted him no. fired. Like Abaro, maybe, but I wanted him fired. Even when we were winning, I wanted him fired. Because I, you know what? I I, forced, <laughs> I saw that. That even though we were winning, it was more based on like the players more than yeah. his like decision making. Um, so I wanted our coach fired weeks, weeks ago, months ago. Yeah, after, we were even after we beat after three zero. <laughs> I came on here and said, "Let's, let's fire Cardoso." No, yeah, we were, no, we were no. we were winning games, but we were all waiting to see what's gonna happen when we were, when we start when we like when we would be down a goal, like just to yeah. see how Cardoso would react. And eventually it started happening, and what we thought was going to happen is happening. Cardoso doesn't know how to manage his way out of, uh, like, being under in the score. Yeah, he, he, has, the, substitutions he has the same subs, trash. The same subs every week. Uh, whether they're lo- losing or winning, it's the exact same subs in the exact same minutes. It's never on time. So, yeah, we're not happy at all. Yeah, last, last night he made a, a substitution at the 90th minute. He subbed in Ronaldo Cisneros. And he created one like goal opportunity while Madrigal, who we hate on this podcast, and I think every <laughs> Chivas fan in the world hates him, um, he played 20 minutes and created no opportunities in those 20 minutes. But Cardoso wow. loves that guy and insists on playing him. We don't understand why. So we're not, we're not happy with, with uh, Cardoso, man. Dang. Well... I mean, it, I'm not going to say it's the same thing here. I, I think people are a little bit more lenient with uh, Piojo, especially since he just delivered a title. Um, but there has been a lot of questions surrounding him right now, uh, especially with kind of the team and, and, and how he's had to cope with, again, all these injuries and, and, and you know, players, uh, you know, transfers and all that stuff. Um, and I think we we spoke about it on the pod plenty of times. Um, it, you know, there's days where he gets his tactics spot on, and then uh, there's days where you question if he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, <laughs> I, you know, some of the substitutions he makes are a bit unorthodox. You know, uh, but you, you kind of have to respect that. I mean, yesterday, uh, a perfect example. Uh, we were playing against Puebla, um, and you had one last substitution left, and uh, still level zero zero and uh, he decides to bring on bruno valdez um <laughs> a center back it, a center back for uh you know for to kind of close out the game and then try to find something so he completely took out um i think he took out uh a left uh was it a center mid i can't remember who he took out right now but he took him out and then just kind of told bruno you know what yeah you, you got to go up there so basically just chucked him up um 
so there's things like that that he does and you question like you know but i think for the most part people are content with what he's doing um he is going to be under a lot of scrutiny if he does not walk away uh with with both both victories to be honest um you know if he if he wins one and, and loses one i think there's still going to be some questions but um you know if he loses two uh, people may even start calling for his head which i think is a bit uh, too early to do so but um yeah you know i guess somebody can right now can be content with 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 what piojo is doing i, th- I think we just want to see a little bit more of of you know more of tactician you know kind of maestro going on with piojo but we know what we get with him and and we know that you know He's either gonna get it right or he's not. Right. I always thought he was more of like of a passionate, like, like fires the guys up in the right way. More he is that, more than that tactician. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's co- different coaches. There's coaches are tactician. There's some that just great motivators, and I felt he was more of like that great that the players rallied behind him. Yeah, and and you know what? I was having this conversation with Dylan not that long ago, and 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 I told him he's like, obviously everyone knows that you know Piojo is a passionate coach, and, and I think he, he just. He can get that passion going for the players, but it, if you look back at what uh, you know his trajectory from the moment where he wins that kind of um, final against Cruz Azul in the Azteca in 2013, from then going to the national team, and then from there going to Tijuana, and then coming back to America, I, I think you see him gradually growing more of a of a tactician. I think he's learned that he, if he wants to, you know be known as maybe one of the best Mexican managers ever that he's going to have to do more than just be the guy that can rile the crowd up and, and the one that can get the players going like that. I think he needs to have uh, some sense of, of, of what his tactics needs to be. And when things go wrong on the pitch, he needs to be able to act on it quickly. And I think he's, he's, he's gradually getting there. Um, but I, I, I don't think he's there just yet. And I don't think he will, he will be uh, for, for another couple of years. You guys at least got the championship out of it, so his his <laughs> that dude, like you say, that leeway goes that goes a long way, man. With that, it does. Like it does. That. Cardoso gives us that, and I'm ready to build a statue of Cardoso outside the stadium, <laughs> <laughs> even though I want to fire. <laughs> I mean, it helps that it's not that Piojo has won what that's his second league, right? With America, that yeah, that's his second league, second league trophy. Yeah, that helps. But yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. Um. Like, tactic-wise, the two coaches that were getting this classic were not tacticians. They each have different styles of coaching, but you don't necessarily think of them as, like, tactical geniuses and expect them to plan out a game perfectly and have it go perfectly for them. Like, I started yeah, yeah. I started watching... Um, well, I'm not started. I finished watching the, the all-in, the Manchester City documentary series on... Um, Amazon. I don't know if you guys watched uh-huh. it. Yeah, I've seen part and of it. Like, I finished it. Yeah, you know, I watched like Pep like talk to the players and like map everything out where they the runs they have to make. And in my head, like watching, I was like, Carlosa doesn't do this shit. Nah, I've seen the videos that the Chivas Twitter account up- uploads. <laughs> it has nothing to do like. The- yeah, they, they do he like can basic teach drills. Players how to finish like that's it. Because like he was good at that. And like, no, but you can like, turn tactic into a wise, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but even like, I get what you're saying though. Like to a lower level, I don't see Cardoso doing that. Like studying and everything like that. No, nah, I don't see that. And it, like Piojo too. I, in my head, I can't picture Piojo sitting there and breaking down the team and telling his team the runs they got to make and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't go over to Paul Aguilar and. and says all right this is how you need to do your overlapping runs throughout yeah. the game yeah plus he's more of an he's more like of a like he he came up in that system like he follows the system that he played and, and he coaches like you have to sure. adjust to him so like you have to adjust to his system yeah that's true that's true it's funny enough though you guys do mention that it's it's two managers like we're probably not going to get a very you know you know for those people who kind of love kind of you know tactics and figuring things out yeah i don't think this is gonna be a, a game of uh, of, no. uh, of that sort because it's nah this will be a, who wants be, it more like, who yeah who wants, who wants it more what players are gonna be riled up more who's gonna have right and it's gonna come down as simple as that yeah it's just gonna be a back and forth game i think the way america plays though is gonna benefit chivas 
Because Chivas kind of sometimes lacks the creativity, especially with trophies out. Like, when we have the ball, we lack the creativity to break teams down. And America's attacking, like, they like to attack, so Chivas can hit a, hit, hit them with a couple of counters, hopefully. And then uh, and we got we got Vega, we got Vega who only who only scores in Clásicos. <laughs> so... <laughs> His legend can grow, can continue. Oh yeah! To grow Imagine a classical hat trick. I get, I get, I'll get Vegas, Vegas name tattooed on me in Guadalajara that night. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Var, I'm, I ask, I'm gonna ask you the same thing. You think, you think he goes with our normal starting lineup in both games, or you think he plays Copa MX differently than than Liga? I think he's gonna I play think, it differently. I think so too. Like a. A, a weaker eleven on I, I Wednesday think so night. Too. I think and he's gonna go hide his, He's gonna hide his uh, starting lineup for for the league game. Let me let me ask you guys: How important is the Copa to you guys, uh, or or how important is the Copa to the to the institution right now? Nah, I don't really think it matters. I think I Cardoso think would like a title, any title. Uh, but I don't think it really matters to be honest. Because I think I think you're seeing seeing. And America field their best starting eleven because there's this pressure from the insti- from from the club itself, from from the manager, from the players that they've kind of set this compromise that they want to go for the double. They they want the Copa. They 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 know they haven't won it. That's the one trophy we haven't won since the new format. Um, we've always kind of gotten close to it and, and always seemed to wait uh, find a way to bottle it, and then we've kind of been embarrassed in, in this competition. So I think. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, of want for this for for this trophy, at least in regards to America's sakes. So that's why I say this is probably going to be a strong start eleven for America in regards to a Copa starting eleven. And it's interesting to see that you know to to hear that maybe Chivas isn't going to take at least this game so serious only because it's Copa. I yeah, mean, I don't, I don't, if if they do take it serious, it's like, because it's a classical. Have you guys been fielding your normal starting eleven in, in Copa? Because we haven't. We've started probably maybe a good eighty percent of our starter starting eleven in Copa Mekis recently. Oh no, no, ours has been completely different. Like, yeah, like completely ours is different like a starting eleven. Seventy thirty, like seventy academy and like players that don't really start the league, yeah. and then like three or four starters sprinkled in there somewhere. <laughs> like I think that's why the game against San Luis was um, so tough to crack because initially he just threw out a weaker a weaker eleven, and he's like, "All right, go figure it out." And once we were down, he kind of started putting in the the better players and got that win. Yeah, I don't know if like it being a classical is gonna make him like I don't know I don't know I, mean, I don't think so I don't think he'll he'll field a, a regular starting eleven. I mean, I guess he could, but I just don't think so. No, it hasn't been what he's been doing recently. I I think for Chivas, playoffs are a priority in the league because they they've missed it for a couple of seasons now, and they they need to get back there to be a big club in Mexico. It's interesting. It sounds like there's two different agendas for for these two teams. Yeah, I mean we've won the cup already. Was it once, twice? I don't even know. But twice, I, I don't, think. I don't made, think. Yeah, twice. I think it mattered when Almeida got there because the 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 form that Chivas was in the previous seasons. I don't think it matters so much now. For Almeida it was like, oh, we won something. We won a trophy. You know what I mean? We had a, we haven't we hadn't won anything in a couple of seasons. We got this trophy out the way. And now we can move on. I think and I think America's probably like, let's get this Copa MX out the way and then we don't have to worry about it again. Probably. So then yeah, if I we, was to ask you guys to give me a like a starting eleven for Copa, would you guys be able to give it to me or you guys would be like oh. I can give you like some <laughs> of the names, but there's some players like I don't even recognize. <laughs> yeah, the like the Copa MX right back, we have no idea who he is. Yeah. But he starts every Copa MX game. So he'll probably start on, and Regal uh, on watch, Wednesday. Regal watches Copa MX. Regal's like the one who watches the game, so he'd probably be able to do it a little bit better. I don't watch it. Alright, I'll, I'll try. So, uh, watch him's gonna be the goalie, and he's very questionable too. Like, he 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 should have been the starter, but then when Godinho came in, he got sent back to the bench. Uh, watch the right back. 
I forget the kid's name, but he knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows. If he's listening, he knows who he is. Um, center back. Yeah, is that Villanueva? It's not Villanueva. I, I don't know. I, I don't know the kid's name. I, I always forget. Villanueva. Um, center backs. I think that's where he'll put in starters. Maybe with uh, Pereira nah, and Mier. Because he's been going. Oh, what? Marin. No. Marin. Yeah, Marin will probably play. He'll probably rest Basulto, Pereira. No, Basulto plays CDM in Copa MX. Yeah, what? he definitely has he definitely has to rest Pereira because Pereira's hamstrings are made of glass and Wait, we can't afford him CDM? to get hurt. Yeah, Basulta plays CDM. This is this is why I'm not watching it. I'm not doing. I'm not watching that. <laughs> Marin plays center back. I don't know who he he probably pairs Mier with Marin, and then at left back, do we do Ponce? Nah, I don't even know who our backup left back is then. <laughs> yeah, this is hard, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ronaldo uh, will probably start up top. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo will probably Gael play. Sandoval, some of the attackers will be Gael Sandoval, Ronaldo, maybe Madrigal. I don't know if he starts in Copa. Maybe Michael Perez will play. Yeah. Because he's a good CDM that uh, p- could pair with Basulto and uh, Sandoval. But And then striker, probably Cisneros. Wow, okay. Yeah, so you guys have you definitely got you guys definitely should have the advantage in the Cup by Mexican. If if he he he's played it the way he's been playing it. It's interesting. All right. I think for for us, I think you guys can expect Marchesin and goal. <clears throat> That's going to be a for sure. Uh in right back, I'm more than sure it's going to be Paul Aguilar. If not it'd be it's going to be George Sanchez and then the center back partnership I think is going to be Edson with Bruno. And then, and left back is going to be Carlos Vargas, just to uh, comply with the 90 minutes. And then right mid, you're going to see Renato Ibarra. In the center mid positions, you're going to see Guido Rodriguez with uh, Mateo Zuribe. Then on the left, you're going to see the youngster, Jose Clemente. And Cam, you most likely are going to see a Nicolas Benedetti. Or if he wants to be a little Dylan, bit... Dylan's favorite? Dylan's favorite? Dylan's Dylan's, <laughs> Dylan's favorite. Um, or you could possibly see um, Jeremy Menes play in the camp spot. And um, and then up top, it's it's going to be Henry Martin. Well, I saw, that, I saw think, Menes is You think is that back. lineup will be similar in both games, right? <clears throat> that's that's for both? Yeah, no. I think for the... For the uh, the game on Saturday, I think the alterations you're going to see are obviously the left back. You're going to have George Sanchez go back to the left back spot and Paolo Aguilar will be the right back. And then uh, in the left mid position, you're going to see Ibargüen start. It, he's rumored to be back into to full full health for, for that game against Chivas. So he, uh, we really need a left winger that plays left wing. So he's, he's most likely going to start there. And then, um, and then you're, just, you're probably going to see... Um, Nico Castillo up top with Henry Martin, so we probably won't play with a cam that game. Okay. And, and you know what? I, I just heard myself say all of this, and I'm like, damn, we have a really good team, but we're not playing like it, so I'm still worried in regards to both games. Because I, I don't mean, know what I don't know what, what, what these players are going to showcase. But like you said, like it, it's a lot of new players and stuff like that. Yeah. New players, but it's still the same system, and the the mostly all the core of the team is still there. So I mean, there's... like how how is Nico like Castillo barely? He's probably gone like a year without even playing, or, or yeah, six he's been like about six playing. months. Yeah, without even and playing. um, he's he's terrible right now. He's missing the most easiest of chances ever. I mean, he had a clear, I mean, clear as daylight uh, opportunity against Puebla. All he had to do was just tap tap the ball in, and and he somehow still found found a way to kick the ball straight to the goalkeeper. Um, I um I, I looked I, I was wondering because I have some friends that are Americanista so when like when they signed them I had looked up like his stats and his stats like aren't at Pumas yes but outside of Pumas it's not like he was this like big time striker yeah he's no had, I, I, he's had some 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 suspect seasons I'll put it that way yes and um 
And I will say this, you know, he's still adapting to right. America. I'm not saying that he's adapting to the league, but I mean, it's you know, he he's lived in Mexico City. He sure already right. know what this, uh, what that's like. But I think he's just adapting to the club and to his teammates. But um, I I think he's getting there quicker than than we'd expect him to. It's just he's got to finish his chances, and then uh, the the moments he does, and and the moments he starts scoring, I think the more confidence he's going to get, and then I think that's when we're going to see the best of Nico. But as of right now, yeah, it's. It's very questionable. Yeah, I'm I'm happy he hasn't found his form yet. Nico Castillo. <laughs> well, you never know. He might find it this Saturday. <laughs> nah, that's that's a Vega thing. Can't steal can't steal his swag. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's an asshole if he does that. <laughs> um what's it called? Yoho bro Menes just came back from injury for you guys, right? Yes, talking about players made out of glass. Um Menes just uh Menes just came back from injury not that long ago. So he's he's starting to get more minutes, he's starting to get himself ready. Um because I was watching I him in that Puebla game and he didn't he didn't look that good. And I was like, All right, yes. Yoho's trying to force him into the lineup, do this against Chivas. Because he's not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He he's nowhere near there. Um I question if he's ever gonna be near it uh, ever again. Uh you know I mean he is already injury, old, right? Injury. Yeah, he's 32, he's not like 33, the I believe. Players anymore to be recovering from an injury like that. What, no, and he's always the, had those injury issues. What was the injury yeah. he just he came back from? Um, it was an ACL, I believe. Um, I didn't confirm that, but it was um, yeah, it it, it was this, it, it's an injury that's been plaguing him for the longest of times, his whole career. He tore his um, ACL. Oh, it's gonna take him a while to get like real, real form back. I thought yeah. I thought he went out with the same injury that Chofi's had more recently. Because like remember, he came back and got remember hurt. Luis? He came back yeah. and got hurt. Remember, I I mentioned it on the pod. I was like, oh, Menes just went out with the same injury. So whenever Menes comes back, I was like, that's when Chofi's will come back. Yeah, no, excuse me, it was his knee. Well, so Menes, he tore, well, no, yeah. Yeah. Training, left ACL. Oh yeah, Chofi's back to training. He just won't be playing though. Yeah, he's, he's not. Still, he's like, not nowhere two, near three weeks there. out. Two or three yeah. weeks out from coming back, which sucks. Right in time for the playoffs. <laughs> to carry us to the 13th, 13th trophy. Yeah. Okay. Yo, Edson Alvarez is uh, be a lot of rumors of him going to PSV, right? A lot of rumors of him going there. Um, Celtic. Uh, this is kind of all over the place. I don't know what to believe at this point. Uh, right. I think it's just Mexican media being Mexican media, but um. I wouldn't be surprised if there is interest though from Europe. Uh, I'm sure there is. He's, he's young. He's yeah, tall. He's, yeah. Then the very versatile player. I mean, he's very been playing yeah. center mid for for the majority of the season, and now I think he's having to find his way back into the center back spot because Mateo Soriba is back. But um, you know, the kids, the kids grown. He's what he's what people wanted to make Diego Reyes to be. Like yes. he can really play. He can really play that that CDM position. I, I I'm willing to uh, to say say it out loud that I think Eton Alvarez is I think three times uh, a better player than Diego Reyes. I agree because because you know he, he's, he's he just has this kind of way with 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 the ball like he's he's not afraid of it he's he's not afraid to go in for for a, a slide tackle or a challenge he, he's 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 a good kid he's, he's worked very hard. What do you see? And, uh, what do you see his best positions? Uh, center back. I, I I always wanted him more as like on a national team more as a center back than when they throw him like in the middle or, or anywhere else. I think he has a lot of potential as a center back. I think it's it's hard to say because I I I, I want to say center back too, but um, whenever he does play the center defensive mid spot, um, he, he he knows it so well. Right. Uh, so it's 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 tough, but uh, in whatever position they do end up playing him. Um, I, I I think he's gonna excel in it because uh, he's, he's just that type of player. He's got it in his head, um, and I was a bit worried of him uh, for this season, uh, only because I, I you know you, you kind of see this younger kid who who debuted a little bit after you go to Europe, um, and whilst you know you were doing you know just as good in 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 your position. Uh, and and you know you're still around, and and he got to leave for you know that European adventure that you know every kid dreams of when when they when they play professionally. So I was worried how he was going to take it, and um, I I think he it, it just gave him more of a confidence. It, it boosted him even more. So I think you know uh, it's funny. Hold on, it's funny that you say that because I brought that up about uh, Macias, JJ Macias. Mm-hmm. That part of his whole like not wanting to go to second division was he sees he sees Diego Linus who. 
who at one point, I mean, Diego Landis was a better prospect, but similar, you know, similar trajectory. They were both coming up. They were both young. People are looked at as Mexico's future, and Linus just surpassed him on another level. Meanwhile, Macias, they're like, oh, let's send him to second division, and it started this whole rift between him and the club. And I felt a lot of it probably had to do with, with Linus' success. Yeah, it, it trickles almost everywhere, it, it, to be honest. So it, it just depends, and, and it really showcases what type of player you know you are and, and how you can deal with these kind of situations, you know, to see kind of your um your colleague you know your professional colleague who maybe you don't play with specifically in the same team but you know go and and, and kind of go on on that european adventure how is it that you can you know you, you take about it and i think for the most part i think Edson is the perfect example on on, on how to approach it no, I, I agree i see i see big things for it's not what hate that hate, hate to see it that it's an americanista but <laughs> it's, it's the truth yeah so we started a segment on our podcast called um, Flo's Gambling Corner, where we look at <laughs> yeah we look at the odds of the games uh, that Vegas is giving, and then we place a bet. We place we place a fifty dollar bet on it. Uh, not a very successful segment so far. <laughs> <laughs> You're like we're in debt. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. And then the, the one time we won, we we put it all on a uh, on that uh, Kane Velasquez fight from like two oh, weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> And we lost everything, so <laughs> not That's working hilarious. out. But um, Flo just sent me the the odds for the game for the the game the league Clasico, and uh, America slightly favored, but it's pretty even odds right now on the, on a win for either team. What did he say? What the what the odds are? Let me see. Well, I don't know. Flo's the one that knows how to translate these things for us because I I don't know anything about it. <laughs> You're says, looking at it like uh, it doesn't look yeah, like, like it. It's like uh, that gif where he's like, the guy's like cal- calculating everything. That's me right now, looking at all this stuff. <laughs> like, what? why does it say plus 130? What yeah, so a, a draw is like plus 205. I don't know what that means. I think, yeah, it, I think it means if you bet 100. I think it means if you bet 100, you win 205. Uh, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's what it means. Um... America's slightly favorite. Don't ask me how. Yeah. A lot of pluses and minuses. <laughs> but um, I think we should do predictions for both games. Um, Ivan, I can't, you want to go can't first? The Copa game. I will do the Copa game first. I think America finds that game a little bit more easier. We're at home from the sound of it. It doesn't look like you guys are fielding your most strongest eleven. Uh, it sounds like we might. So I, I think I think at least for the Copa game, I, I'm seeing a 2-0 result for us. Um, and then Saturday, Saturday is going to be a lot different. Uh, we're obviously going away, and then that's never been easy for us this season. I think our away form's not been uh, it's not been that good. And, um, you know, obviously you guys are going to be starting a much stronger 11. You guys are going to have the home crowd behind you. And that was going to be a little bit more difficult, and I, a lot of people might, you know, disagree with me. But I'm going one-one for that game. You going to draw? I'm going to draw on Saturday. Uh Varro's presence in the stadium worries you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <not gonna lie. laughs> more, more, more Americas form than Varro, but you know, I, I think that into consideration. Hey, I might, I might run onto the pitch and uh, punch Madrigal and then Piojo in the face. <laughs> <laughs> But we know Piojo Hicks back, so I gotta be quick. Right. Yeah, you gotta think about that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can't, I can't predict the Copa next game because I don't know what the I don't know what the lineup's gonna be. I would say that most, I would probably say America's gonna win that game, the cup, the cup game. Um, especially if they're fielding a strong team, without knowing what Carlos is gonna do, I would, I would say they're probably gonna win the Copa game. As far as um, the league game, I'm gonna go with. I think two one Chivas. I think Ve- I think Vega, that little that little magic, classical magic is gonna is still in him somewhere, and hopefully he comes through with a goal or two. He's gonna be like Omar Arellano, who just kind of <laughs> showed up against America, just in the big games. <laughs> it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a very difficult. Obviously, it's gonna be a very. It's a classical. They're always difficult, no matter what. But yeah, like the recent form. 
show tells me that it's going to be a difficult game for Chivas. Is they're having a little bit of trouble with creating creating plays and creating offense. Um, and on top of that, the, the second half comes around and Cardoso makes stupid substitutions to make it even more difficult. Uh, I just hope it's enough. I just hope that it's enough though for Chivas to win though. Yeah, Luis, you bring up that we lack creativity, but that's where I'm hoping that Piojo's lack of like tactician, like tactic awareness kicks in and his pride is what drives him and forces America to attack because that's the only way I think Chivas can really take control of the game, counter-attacking uh, counter goals. You would think that Grisuela would have to have a big part in that, right? Because he, he's the, yeah. real, the only one that really has a lot of speed on offense. To like really Vegas, do a good Vegas, not. Vegas, Vegas, good. Vegas, he's, good. He's good, but he, I'm not. But it's a different. And Pulido, kind of speed Pulido's, Pulido's a good uh, like hold up play to let everybody get into position. Right, right. So that's I think counter attack is going to be big for uh, like the league game, the Copa Max game. I I also think she wasn't going to lose that one, just because I don't think that's going to be the focus, and the priority. And if not. It goes to penalties, and Wacho, surprisingly, is good at shootouts. I think he's won us a couple of them, so maybe we'll win, but I'm, I think America takes the game on Wednesday night. And the league, I'm going to go with what Luis said, too, that Vega magic. He's going to show up for the Clásicos, and if that's all he's going to do for us, I'm fine with that because those are the games that I, I want to win every season. That's, that's me um, pickling my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think one nil, one nil Chivas win. Houdinho so, has had like questionable games, but I think he'll step up again. Well, he did he did last season, right in the Azteca. Yeah, I was coming and out then he had that that penalty that penalty block to end the game. Yeah, so he's uh, a lot of eyes will be on him. So you know, kind of with what we're saying, are we predicting in a, a really fun spectacle? Maybe not so much Wednesday, but Saturday. Because I, mean, you know, relatively these classicals are, are are meant to be about passion, about you know, kind of all these things, like making an exciting game. But you know, sometimes as of late, these kind of games don't kind of live up to the hype that we make it out to be. Do you guys think that this game will actually, you know, be the classical that people intend it to be? I think I think so. I think it'll be very similar. Damn, what was that game, Bart? Was it the Pachuca game where it was very back and forth? Um, just because America's going to want to attack and Chivas is going to want to counterattack. And and Chivas doesn't really sit back. They're not a team that's going to just sit back and counterattack. They want the ball. So I think it's going to be a, a fun back and forth game. It could, be, it could get a little crazy for Chivas. I, I hope it gets a little spicy. <laughs> I, think, I think where on Twitter or or on the pitch? Everywhere, oh. man, everywhere. <laughs> oh, um, I think like a little. I think the the rivalry sometimes isn't as intense as it used to be, just because a lot of these players don't necessarily come up in uh, either team's academies now, so they're not. It's not instilled in them that this is the most important game of the season. And that they have to hate their opponent. Um, but I, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. The league game more than the Copa MX game, obviously. But yeah, I think it'll, it'll be a, a good spectacle Saturday night. You know, the whole, the whole passion thing, I think I probably, I would say maybe America struggles a little bit more with the, with the foreigners. Like it's not, it's, everyone doesn't come and be, everyone doesn't come up to America and become Samuesa where he really lived that. Yeah. Lived that passion, even though he wasn't Mexican, he lived the passion like he was, like he like like he knew about the classical all his life. Like he really yeah, took true. it. He really took on that shirt. So you don't know how these new players are gonna are gonna take to that. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. Um, you know, I I think some of the some of the ones that have been here for a while, they understand it, they know it, and um, I think I think the the one player that feels the the color and the passion a lot is Marchesin. Um, so he's he's probably gonna get. You know, everyone trying to try to get them riled up, but I, I think there there might be kind of a factor in that because you know, obviously, not being Mexican and everything. You know, I question Benedetti and Nico Castillo whether or not, you know, they'll they'll feel feel the passion for the game. But we'll have to wait and see exactly how the game is going. Yeah, I would I would have I would have felt the same thing about Alexis Vega had he not had that hat trick against Atlas. I think that gave him like the taste for it. Yeah, 
that taste where oh like oh this is a little different than what I was doing at Toluca. Yeah. So we'll see. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's uh, both teams are coming on uh, just one point different differential from each other. You know, America sits in fifth place with sixteen. You guys are sitting in eighth with fifteen. It's a tight it's race. Literally, literally one one point. So, um, it could it, it it could be huge three points for any of these two teams. Yeah, it's a tight race, man. I I I had Chivas locked in for the playoffs like after three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> It's not looking like it right now, but we'll see. We'll see after after Sunday. Is it yeah. when? When's the game Sunday? Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday? Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, before we started late, recording right? um, in the group chat, I, I texted, I was like, oh, I was looking at the table. I was like, wait, we're in eighth place? What the hell happened? Like, <laughs> this yeah, we've free, ba- free fall We've had bad, some bad man. weeks, man. We've yeah. Some bad, the Monterrey game, and this has been some bad weeks. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, these next two games. Uh, but yeah, Ivan, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank Wait, you when do you get? Hold on, when do you get back? Wait, to recap. Me? Yeah. I get back Monday night. I fly back in. Ah, uh, so we'll be able to recap. Talk I mean, about I'm, the game. Yeah, because I'm not gonna take anything. I'm not gonna take any equipment with me or anything. So. And I gotta go record at Tom's house. Get up to Tom Mark. Like Tom, I'll bring the beers. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we'll do a recap after but um yeah ivan thanks for joining us on the pod i think it's a good conversation it's always fun to have these kind of things um yeah thanks for thanks for joining us man yeah no, man. thank you guys. thank you pleasure pleasure's all mine as always it's like i said look forward to these uh to, to these and I, I don't think we've had a, a week like this in, in in a long time where it's two classicals back to back um with so much going on and it's 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 fun it's exciting and you know at the end of the day regardless of of whether what team uh you know wins or loses everything i think the overall experience for for both sets of fans throughout the week i think it's going to be kind of you know memorable so let's uh you know let's hope for the best for you know just just for the sport itself yeah, for sure. I think that's why we agreed on the whole, probably the home of the way is hey, let's let's play a home game early in the week and then let's talk about the the, the cup game on Thursday. So, yeah, man. More content, more content for everyone. Should be fun. Definitely. So, but thank you guys. I look forward to those two FIFA matches and uh, you know, uh, looking forward to when you guys come on the pod too. So this uh, is it's gonna be fun. Yeah, we'll meet we'll meet on the FIFA pitch tomorrow. <laughs> or tonight, for tonight. tonight, 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 yeah, tonight, because yeah, tonight, not good at uploading this the same day. <laughs> hey, I, I I go to sleep at two a.m. editing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dedicated. All right, we're out later, guys. <laughs>